The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome everyone to In the Weeds here on Fightful Overbooked. Look at that beautiful man, SV3, dancing to the intro song. I'm Jeremy Lambert. Maybe you can see me in this tree background. I'm in the trees right now, SV3. You took, <laughs> the, you took the title, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is SV3. Joel Pearl's not here, thank God. It is Monday, May 8th. We're here to talk about the world of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, at 10.45, we'll be joined by independent wrestler Matt Brannigan. He has a big match this weekend against Nick Aldis. He also teams with Megabyte Ronnie as Hot and Dog on the independent scene. And then at 11.30 from the Bet Las Vegas, we have Adrian Hernandez. He was live in Puerto Rico for WWE Backlash. We will talk about Backlash with him. SP3, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it was interesting weekend. Uh, highs and lows. Highs being my Los Angeles Lakers going 2-1. <laughs> keeping consistent with my prediction. Uh, another high was WWE backlash with that Puerto Rican crowd, man. It's been too long. 18 years without hearing that, that type of reaction. And they were just, they were so hungry for some professional wrestling and a major show. And you could tell that throughout the entire show from the opening match onwards, uh, until the main event, the real main event, which was like we said on Friday should have been bad bunny, but of course, how, how did the bloodline go to the cooldown match? It went from the, 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 the one of the, I'm saying it's one of the greatest storylines in WWE history to the cooldown match. They are the 2008 Divas now. Sheesh. But that's a low. Uh, a high. Uh, but yeah, it was an interesting week in wrestling. A lot of uh, Japanese wrestling. You know, we talked about wrestling Dontaku on Friday. I got to finish uh, watching the full Stardom show from last Thursday. That was really great stuff. Got to watch some uh, All Japan uh, Pro Wrestling I was watching before we went live here. So good week for wrestling. Good week to talk about some stuff. And then we're going to talk about a low, which is the nonsensical World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. So it's going to be a great episode of In the Weeds because I can guarantee SP3 is going to rant about this ridiculous <laughs> tournament. Uh, we will get into the tournament here in a second. We'll talk about Backlash with Adrian Hernandez. Uh, 
the cooldown match, the, the wife is already texting me. Uh, she says, the cooldown match because Sammy isn't champion. <laughs> they're, in the, they're in the fourth inning, SV3. You, you watch baseball. The fourth inning isn't that important, right? Let me be honest here, folks. I don't watch a full baseball game. <laughs> that is a little long. I was See, supposed to be doing baseball content for Sports Kita. And so the guy that was in charge of it went on vacation, I think, in March. And I didn't even hit him up again to do another baseball podcast. Because I was like, I did like two episodes. I was like, that's enough baseball for me. Um <laughs> You you see the the games you you watch the first couple of innings you're like oh okay let's see how it goes we want to see the the heart of the order and everything and the fourth inning third fourth inning it's like oh bottom of the lineup or okay I've seen this guy bat before it's I don't need to see him again we'll just wait a little bit they take the pitchers out at the fifth inning by this point they're making uh pitching changes because nobody can throw over fifty pitches. And then you tune back in maybe in the eighth or ninth inning. So they're in like the fourth, fifth inning right now. It's not that important, this bloodline stuff. So yeah, put them in the cooldown match. It'll pick back up. It'll pick back up by Mania 41. That's when they'll get into the ninth inning or so. Uh, you know, They're going to, to Nashville allegedly for Mania 43. I'm sure by then they'll get into, maybe they go to extra innings. You know, maybe they yeah, got to yeah. get to the 11th inning. You never know. You never know with a baseball game. You 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 never know. It's like you know. It's like a story. If you're if you've ever done any writing, it's like when you're in like uh, English class and you're supposed to do a ten page paper, but you really only have eight pages, and you just keep repeating the same points for the last two pages. That's what <laughs> we're at. That's where we're at. We're at somebody who only made an eight page paper, and now they have to extend it to ten, eleven seems like 20 pages and they're just repeating the same notes over and over and over and over and over and over again that was me every time i had to write an english paper just <laughs> all right what are, what are my points here I already said it doesn't matter how can i just like reframe this and and say it in the same way but use different words just to or, to get hit the page minimum double space oh. i was like 2.5 in space that stuff sometimes like maybe they won't notice this just keep going oh when you have to do like a test and it needs to be a minimum amount of words so you just reframe the question as as a as the answer like <laughs> that's that's what we're doing that's what they're doing like what's next for the bloodline what was next for the bloodline it's coming up next um <laughs> That's what they're doing. That's that's what they're doing right now. Is that everybody's like, so what's next for the bloodline? And they're just repeating the the question over and over again before they can get to the eventual real answer. Write bigger. That's what they should do. SV three. My friend had like the tiniest handwriting in the world, yeah. and it made it so difficult for his papers because he could fit like a hundred words. That's an exaggeration, but like he fit like a hundred words on like a line. This is handwriting was so tiny. So like his one page paper is akin to like three pages for like me, but it's only one page for him. I was like, you got to write bigger, dude. You got to like really stretch this out to, to, you know, hit the, hit the requirement here. That's what they, they, they should do. Just write bigger for uh, the bloodline. They're writing so tiny right now. And can't do it. Don't need to do it. It's it was the cooldown match. It really was. It, but how did they go from the great? I mean, this is I. You know what this feels like more than anything. It feels like the authority post WrestleMania thirty. 
It, it feels like like the authority had the perfect ending. WrestleMania 30, Danny O'Brien overcomes the authority. He wins the the undisputed, you know, WWE World Heavyweight Championship, standing tall, celebrating. And then it just continued afterwards, the authority. They they brought back Revol- Evolution. That was a little bit interesting. That's a lot better of a post-media angle than, than what we're getting right now. So they made it a little bit fresh for a couple of months with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Evolution. And then the authority just kept going. And then they, they, they were able to put a fresh coat of paint on it by, like, June when Seth joined. But it was never the same. It was never the heights of what the authority was after, you know, WrestleMania 30, at WrestleMania 30 when Brian overcame them. It was never at that height again. But this is, I feel like this is even worse. How did they go in a month to the cool-down match? They're headlining, they were headlining every show. And then they went to the cool-down match, Jeremy. How dare they? How dare they? I know you're a part of my movement, but more people, oh. more people need to be a part of this flawed Paul movement. You got you, you, you know, the great Will Washington just went to AEW helping out Tony Khan with long-term creative. Triple H needs a Will Washington. He needs a Will Washington desperately, desperately. He needs someone to be like. You know, you know, you know, um, okay, so you wanted to extend the story, but you're not really doing anything new. So maybe we should we should freshen this up a bit. Maybe we should just have Solo thumb one of his brothers. Let's stop teasing it for a whole freaking month. Just thumb one of his brothers. Just do it. Triple H is booking. I was gonna make this point on on Twitter, but then people yell at me and yes. It's not the it's not the place for nuanced conversation, so I'll just say it on my own show where I can you know no maybe no one will clip it or anything like that. Please tell me, since this man took over in August, SB three, you're a little I you're a little biased on this because you were kind of on the same wavelength. No 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 not a bad way not a bad way not a bad way. Like we're on the we're on the same wavelength of of Triple H's booking, so. You you're not a Triple H defender in in this aspect, so that's why that's why I'm saying you're biased about yeah. it. Um, his booking. Please tell me, SB3, since he took over in August, what good he has done that has not been bare minimum. I brought this person back. I brought that person back. I changed this person's name. I gave them their name back. What's there been? That's just, he just kind of corrected some stuff that pissed everybody off that Vince did, like firing people and, and changing names, like very firing people is not minor stuff. Name changes, very minor stuff. Like he, he corrected those mistakes, but as far as like the actual television content and stories, what's what's there been sp3 people are gonna say the bloodline and like yeah because paul Heyman and roman reigns have a lot of control over that and then they still missed two monster opportunities on that and now look where we're at with the bloodline 
You say two. What? I say I say three because he could have used money in the bank to split these titles with Austin yeah. Theory at, at yeah. Clash at the Castle. So that's three, three blunders that he's had with the Bloodline storyline. And like I said, I've said this on Social Media and I'll say it here. The Bloodline storyline was like a, a, a table that was already set for him before he even got in the house. Before he even got in the house to improve some things, he, the table was already and he's set still- for him. He still screwed it up. He tried to do the 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 tablecloth trick, you know, you pull it, <laughs> and then they all stay there. He tried to do that, and he pull, and it just made a bigger mess of everything. He could not do the tablecloth trick at all. Yeah. That's what happened with him. With and I see people say longer matches, no constant rematches. That's what Jeremy's referring to. This is this is minor minor changes of obvious things to fix. Like it's basically another another school analogy. It's the like rematches. Get... The rematches, by the way, he's been running those for a while now. People take notice of how many times we're getting these rematches. Late. How many times we've seen Solo Sokoa versus Kevin Owens? How many times we've seen Solo Sokoa versus Matt Riddle? Yeah, yeah, we've seen that a bunch of times. So even that, he's kind of reverting back to that to that clutch. So I, I will just say, yeah, he made matches longer and focused more on wrestling. And he changed Piper Niven's name back to Piper Niven. He made Nikki Cross sanity. And, and another school They're analogy, well. it's... They're both it's I know, right? They're doing great, right? They're on TV all the time. Uh, it's like if you get a multiple choice question uh, questionnaire and it's 100 questions and you only do the easy ones and then you're stuck there with like 65 different questions that you didn't answer because that takes a little bit more foresight and a little bit more thought. He did all the easy ones first. Seth Rollins is going to be a baby face. Kevin Owens is going to be a prize fighter. Let's, uh, you know, the, the perfect table that's already set up for him. Well, let's put more of a focus on Sami Zayn. Those are easy stuff to do. It's the more difficult stuff that he's kind of blundered at. And I'll give him one great credit is the one great story that he himself has put together and you know planned out very well is the uh, Dom and Ray storyline, the Mysterio family, and then extending that to putting the LWO shirt on Legato del Fantasma because that they went from not getting any reaction to to getting some big reactions for a stable that if you watch WCW in 1999 through Nothing. 2000, it was a job squad. It was the equivalent of the job squad in WWF and. <laughs> They he's made that into a very popular and great merchandise mover 100%. Like, I'll give him credit for those two things, but even with that, LWO has, has been able to buy a win on TV. And two, he just separated Ray and Dom again. Again, what are you doing? What are you doing? The WWE draft, I think, is, is bringing more people onto the side of. Let's open our eyes to what Triple H is doing. The bar was at the center of the earth, and all he did was skip, hop, and do a cartwheel all over it. And everybody was like, oh, man, it's so much better. So much better than it was. And it is. It is so much better. But that's because of how horrible Vince McMahon was at the job. It's not because Triple H is really that good at the job. Vince McMahon was an F student. Triple H is a C minus student. That's C's all. C's get degrees, <laughs> baby. C's get degrees. 
He's a C minus student that he is getting by on the fact that the student next to him is an F student. He's 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 getting graded on a curve, and then he's a great he's a smart he's a very smart student that just doesn't imply himself because for everything he does wrong, he already put the scapegoat out there when he said the meeting. Oh, Vince will have input, but I have the final say, and I feel like a lot of fans are focused on that first part of Vince has input and not focus on the part of him saying i have final say if you have final say some things need to change like read the freaking room in puerto rico why is not bad bunny and damian breeze main eventing triple h i i heard people try to blame that on on visit man i was like yes that is akin to visit man not reading the room but it's definitely triple h who had the final say there you put bad bunny in the main event this he was trying to keep the streak alive sb3 Elimination Chamber. How did it end? How did everybody want it to end? How did it end? WrestleMania. How did everybody want it to end? How did it end? Backlash. How did everybody want it to end? How did it end? Three straight pay-per-views. He's keeping the streak alive. Even Rumble. Rumble, I don't think anybody thought Owens was going to win. They did the big turn. They got the big pop. That was still a like a downer ending because it's ending with Sami Zayn getting his ass kicked. A great moment that pop when Zayn hit Roman with yeah. the chair. Fantastic moment. Still a downer instead of like you know lifting the crowd on everything. Elimination Chamber. They tried to do the oh here's Kevin Owens to make the weird. nobody nobody wanted that. They wanted Sammy as the champion. Mania and and I Mania. and I, I said at that time the way that you get around it because I I agreed that Roman sh- probably should have won. I'm not on the side of you know you you change the course because Sammy got hot. If your course is is Roman's going to be the champion for a thousand days, he needed to win there. But you at least do the Sammy Zayn Kevin Owens hug. I I don't I don't care how much you like. Yeah, they the didn't week even give away the hug. That, right. I was like I don't I don't care how much you like the weeks after that they built to the hug. They should have gave the hug right there in Montreal because that's how you give the fans the real happy ending instead of the the, the you give them the plan B happy ending instead of the plan A happy ending of Sammy winning. You at least give them the plan B. He gave them neither. You could go back for Survivor Series. What what are we what are we ending with there at Survivor Series? Bloodline standing tall, you know, a downer downer ending. The bloodline is is not defeated. Again, great story. I'm not trying to minimize the story of what they were doing with Bloodline, especially Rumble Survivor Series. Not doing that at all because that was that was good. Crown Jewel, Bloodline standing tall. <laughs> Downer ending with I don't know if Logan Paul winning would have been an up ending. Not much, but... not much better. Yeah, uh, yeah. The last one that was really like a happy, uh, real happy ending was uh, Bray Wyatt returning. Extreme, at rules. Extreme rules. Yeah, Extreme we, Rules we, wasn't up. See ending. how well that went for him, right? Bray Wyatt. He's been he's been on you know every single show since, right? Been having great matches and great promos, right? It's it's, it's been totally fine, and even in this instance of backlash cody rhodes winning you would think that again see that's a great that's a great ending he gave you the happy end of the baby face win no baby face got a fluke victory and then ran away and then ran away (laughs) what did he earn it did he earn it let's talk about a, a different mistake triple h has made 
this world heavyweight title tournament. People were immediately outraged when it's like, oh, by the way, SmackDown people are just going to be in this thing as well. It's like, cool. So it's a Raw title that SmackDown people can compete for because we just did a draft and then SmackDown, that person, if they win, can go over to Raw, I guess. Why just maybe do the draft a week later? Maybe, it, you know, just have Raw people since this is who you went after. I understand they want to open the field a little bit. I think that actually makes sense because if I'm people on SmackDown, I'd probably be like, yeah, I actually want a chance to compete for this title because otherwise I'm here with this person who never shows up. So yeah, give me a chance to compete for this championship. But the timelines did not match at this at all. And then so it's two triple threat matches. The winners meet in the main event and then the winners of the main event meet at uh, Night of Champions. So we have Seth Rollins, Miz, Nakamura, Cody, Finn Balor, Damian Priest on the Raw side. We have Edge, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Bobby Lashley, Austin Theory, AJ Styles on the SmackDown side. How do you think this plays out, SP3? Who do you think comes out of Raw tonight? And then who do you think comes out of SmackDown on Friday? I think it's a no-brainer in what everybody has been saying since this World Heavyweight Championship was introduced that Seth Rollins is going to come out of the Raw side. And, you know, Worked Wrestling put out the report that they're going to use this tournament and the inclusion of Cody Rhodes, which uh, I I, kind of called that too, Jeremy, because everybody was like, oh, well, you know, Cody has to go to SmackDown in this draft. And I was like, Cody's probably going to. He's probably going to Raw. He's probably going to go to Raw. And then all you people that were in support of this World Heavyweight Championship is going to be scratching your head because Cody's going to be included in this tournament. And here we are. He's included in this tournament. But Worked Wrestling made me feel a little bit better that, uh, you know, they're going to use this as another catalyst in the Brock Lesnar feud. So Brock is going to probably be the reason why Cody doesn't advance in this one. Keep, Keep telling the story before you finish it. Keep telling it further. Uh, and then Seth will advance on Raw on SmackDown. I was very puzzled because I thought it was a no another no brainer that Solo Sokoa was going to be in this tournament and that he would be the representative from SmackDown to follow up on basically them setting up a Seth Rollins versus the Bloodline or versus Roman Reigns matchup on last week's Raw. So I thought that they, you know, read the room and heard the reaction to that and people wanting to see Seth go against the Bloodline and they would have Solo Sokoa be the representative in this one. So that was a little bit puzzling. But when you look at the field over on SmackDown, I think it's one of three people. It's either AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, or Edge. I'm going to take out Bobby Lashley because they've, kind of done that match a lot Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins when they were both on Raw uh, you know Seth Rollins and Edge they had their rivalry a great rivalry in 2021 I don't know if you go right back to that but Edge making it to the finals would make a little bit more sense of him beating the demon Finn Balor at Wrestlemania they were trying to heat him up before they give him a big time matchup for the world heavyweight championship but if I am the booger If I'm Triple H, I think the best decision is to immediately put AJ Styles back in a top position. Do AJ and Seth in the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament. And then, you know, 
Seth will beat AJ at Night of Champions, and then AJ will be in a better position when he goes back to SmackDown, and he can be one of the challengers for Roman Reigns coming up. Is that? Do you think AJ actually challenges Reigns? I feel like if AJ, after he does all this, goes into like a program with like Austin Theory, I <laughs> AJ and Reigns would be great. Look, I'm just I, AJ and Reigns would be great because then you could do Bullet Club or OC uh matches against bloodline and like i'm 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 all for that it just feels like i don't think aj is part of that bloodline stuff right now i don't know what they're doing with the bloodline stuff honestly because they're they're dragging out the solo uso thing uso things they still won at um at backlash so they're still like in a decent position off of all of this i don't know if it's quite over with riddle Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens can still appear on SmackDown, so they'll probably still be interspersed there a little bit. I don't think they have an idea of where they're going to end when it comes to uh, the Bloodline and Roman and all that. As far as the World Heavyweight title goes, Rollins seems like the no-brainer. Yeah, Cody being in it is certainly, let's get to Brock. It's a triple threat match as well. So he doesn't have to take any type of pinfall if he's not going to win. Um, I, and I imagine that's how they stay out of it. Because I don't think, like, if they really want to, if they really want to heat Seth, Seth wins his triple threat match. Cody wins his triple threat match. Seth beats Cody clean. Main event tonight, Seth beats Cody clean. No Brock left. Brock can come out afterwards and beat up Cody if you want to destroy it. But Seth lost to this man three straight times. Cody went through a damn war with Brock at at Backlash. You can sell that, oh, Cody's just really banged up against Seth. Seth finally, fourth time is the charm. Seth is elevated here because he finally got past Cody. You tell the story of adversity. for This ain't the same Cody. Barely survived Brock Lesnar. Couldn't even beat Seth Rollins. Like, this, this ain't the same Cody. Let's keep him down here a little bit before you... For Mania 40, get him way back up here for Roman Reigns. I think if you really want to make a statement on Raw tonight, that's what you go with. You go with Seth beating Cody clean in the main event. They'll probably go with Brock interfering, taking Cody out of his triple threat match, and then the Miz wins, and then we get a Seth Rollins and Miz main event tonight. Because they had a great match a few weeks ago, but uh, I don't want to see it again. If it's anybody, if anybody else is going to main event, if it's not Seth and Cody, I hope Priest gets it just for the work he did yes. on Saturday. Put him in that main event spot against Seth Rollins. Yes, I think one of the triple deaths should be Seth, Shinsuke, and Balor. I think that would be a banger three-way matchup. And yeah, I would love for Damian Priest to kind of give him something for that uh, amazing performance, a, a WWE match of the year candidate that he had with Bad Bunny. That was very a kid. I don't know if I don't know if you read it this way, but this is how I read it. They basically booked it like Shane McMahon in the in the early 2000s. Where, where Bad Bunny played the role of the plucky babyface Shane, who cannot, who is not skilled as a wrestler, but because of wacky weapons, he can keep up with anyone. And I loved how they they booked that. It was perfectly booked and presented. You had the big moments with the returns and everything, but Damian Priest felt like the best wrestler in the world on that night. 
on that night, just how he was presented. He presented himself as like this monster heel who is just uh, playing with his food, who could have beat Bad Bunny like five minutes in with South of Heaven, but he just wanted to keep beating up on the biggest, on one of the biggest music stars in the world. It was just so well represented, and I totally agree with you. I think Damian Priest needs to at least make it to the finals on tonight's Raw. Yeah, I, I would put Priest in the finals um, against Rollins tonight. If they're not going to do Rollins and Cody, I still I like that idea better just from a, a Seth Rollins perspective to like really heat him up going into the championship match. Uh, but if it's not him, I think it should be Damian Priest. Over on SmackDown, Edge, Ray, Sheamus, Lashley, Theory, AJ. Man, they're going to go with like Theory. They're going to go with like Rollins and Theory. I understand maybe they don't want to beat Austin Theory in a in a singles match against Seth Rollins, and maybe that's why they don't. I'm just preparing for worst case scenario over here. You can have obviously it's a triple threat match. Theory doesn't have to take a loss in, in that, so you can protect the United States champion. I do think legitimately, I think it comes down to Edge or AJ. I think it comes Edge because he has the history with Rollins. You know, another world title for for Edge. It looks good on the resume. You don't know how much longer he's going to have. You know Edge is being involved in Saudi one way or another. He's getting that payday one way or another. This is an easy way to include him without having to do a quick and short program for him. Because Edge, for the most part, likes to do these these big programs, right? Like, he, he does these big matches. He doesn't do just these typical, just, hey, let's just have a one-off type of thing at a pay-per-view like it's a built-up thing for him and with this given how little time they have to actually build it just putting him in this world title match isn't easy hey let's just go ahead and do this match instead of trying to heat up a program in in two or three weeks aj's the other guy that makes sense simply because he's aj styles everybody really likes him you know he's a great wrestler you get an aj and seth match out of it which would be great so that's why he makes sense i think in the end, I think they go with Edge. I think Edge is the guy that ends up winning on SmackDown and he faces Rollins. There's the built-in story with those two. And this is why, this is why, this is how I think you can make the title mean a little bit something. You have Rollins beating Omos, cool super stomp at Backlash. You yes. have him win his triple threat match. You have him beat Cody, who he could not overcome last year, lost that hell in a cell match. You have him beat Edge, who he could not overcome like two years ago, lost that hell in a cell match. Like you have him beat these guys. It's like, oh, Seth really is like in 2023, he is that guy right now. So you have him get back two big wins that he that he couldn't overcome the past two years. But here on his way to winning this title, he does overcome both those guys and he gets this title. And I think it helps the title mean a little bit of something as well that's how i'd book it that's my you know theory that i'm gonna throw out there if they wanted to make it mean a little bit and at least in my eyes i'm very much looking forward to the miz and austin theory at night of champions for the world heavyweight title oh man that would be that would be classic wwe classic wwe not giving us what we want uh but yeah i i like that booking because yeah you need seth to kind of redeem himself the redemption tour the the restoration 
of the visionary uh, across this, you know, build up to Night of Champions. And you you really do have to make this World Heavyweight Championship mean something. And whoever holds it should be viewed as that guy. If he's not the number one guy, because Roman Reigns has two World Championships, if he's going to be the the guy for Monday Night Raw, then you at least have to have him. Yeah, I think that is a great idea, him getting his win back against Cody. Do I see it happening? No, I don't. I don't see it happening because they have, they have let Cody have one loss in his entire time back in WWE, and it took the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and everyone else to for that to happen at WrestleMania 39. So I don't see him, you know, because he's too tired or beaten up from the Brock Lesnar match, winning at uh, WWE, I mean, you know, losing on Raw this week against Seth Rollins. I just don't see it happening. I much see, you know, Brock getting involved in the triple threat match and costing them that. Him beating, uh, you know, Damian Priest in like a big matchup that makes Damian Priest look as big of a monster as he made Omos look. I can see that happening and that makes Seth look good going into Night of Champions. But I, the one part I do agree with is that maybe, yeah, he needs to face Edge to kind of redeem himself from that rivalry in 2021. And I also agree, Edge loves those Saudi paydays. So I think that, yeah, you do the rematch and the last time they faced was in the Hell in a Cell. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. In Saudi Arabia at Crown Jewel 2021. So it's a full circle type of moment where Seth can get that win back against Edge. Edge has his built in story. And I feel like I feel more confident in Edge telling his separate story on SmackDown and Rollins telling a separate story on Raw on the build up to Night of Champions a little bit more than I would AJ Styles building up his own story. Because with Edge, it's all about, oh, this is going to, I already said, you know, I'm going to retire and he can bring up that you know uh in august smackdown is going to be in toronto and i said last year uh, i'm gonna retire in toronto so i only have four months to accomplish my goal here of winning one last world heavyweight championship before i retire so this is my chance to do that at night of champions against someone that i have a lot of history against with seth rollins i could see promos over the next two weeks with edge saying that and then rollins talking about how much this world heavyweight championship means to him because he was never able to get his rematch with Roman Reigns that he deserved and it was pretty obvious they should have done but he could say all of that and I think that I feel more confident those guys telling their separate stories and not having to break the the whole brand split even more than they have with this whole World Heavyweight Championship tournament. You know they're going to do it SV3. First off Edge is going to sit there in the middle of his ring in his chair. He's going to his hair back and he's gonna Seth Rollins the next time we face off we return to the scene of where it all happened the last time Seth Rollins Saudi Arabia the last time we were in Saudi Arabia hell in a cell we went through hell 
together. And we left a piece of ourselves there in Saudi Arabia, inside hell in a cell. And I walked out victorious. And at WWE Night of Champions, with the world heavyweight title on the line, Seth Rollins, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change, Seth. It's going to be the same thing. You think this is your moment. You think this is your time. You're a visionary. You're going to lead WWE into the future. Seth, this is my last shot, Seth. This is it for me. If I don't get it done here, I don't know if I'm going to get another shot. You are the future. I'm the present. This is it for me, Seth. I'm ready to go out there. I'm ready to leave a piece of myself in that ring once again. Can you say the same thing, Seth? I'll see you at Night of Champions, Saudi Arabia, World Heavyweight Title. I love, I love you. You probably hit that from well to a T. Except that Ash doesn't have long hair anymore, so he can't. <laughs> he can't do all of that. And then you, all you're gonna get from Seth Rollins back is that. <laughs> I am once in a generation, Edge. And Edge, you may have done it before, but you won't do it again. All you will hear in Saudi Arabia is new world heavyweight champion, Seth freaking Rollins. And then all the people in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, will be singing my song. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, like nobody needs to watch the weekly product. We just just cut it off for you right there. By the way, by the way, if it's Edge, if it's AJ, if it's Seth, if it, it doesn't matter who who's in this thing, they're appearing on the other show. SB3, they're they're appearing on the other show. Seth is going to show up to SmackDown. Edge is going to show up to Raw. They are appearing on the other show. And they will call it as, oh, you know, we got to build the world heavyweight title type of thing. They're going to appear. No, they ain't keeping them separate. I hope they do. I think it'll make it a bigger moment when they finally do, like, face off in Saudi Arabia. It's like, oh, we have not seen these two men touch, get physical, anything. I thought that was a brilliant thing about Roman and Cody uh, in the build-up to Mania is they never like got physical. It's just promos and, and stare downs and everything. I was like, oh, this, this is big. I didn't feel like we've seen this. Obviously, we've seen like Seth and Edge and uh, Seth. we've seen these matches before. So it's not that level, but it does add a little bit of mystique to it when, oh, I haven't seen these guys punch each other in the face, uh, you know, the week of the show. Like we have not seen them interact at all. It's just been two separate promos here. Now they're finally getting there. Now they're finally going to be able to fight over the third most prestigious title in WWE. Here we go. But it ain't happening. They're showing up. Edge is going to attack Seth. He's going to be doing his singing and dancing in the middle of the ring. There comes a spear. Seth is going to show up the next uh, that week on SmackDown. Going to hit him with a stomp. They're going to show up. 
hundred percent. Don't do come on. Why they can't they help themselves. I know they can't help themselves, but it's just like Jesus Christ. So you're telling me that no matter what happens, like if the SmackDown side of this brand of this whole tournament wins, then SmackDown wasted a pick. They wasted a pick because now this person is raw exclusive. It makes no sense. This whole thing. They, I said it from the very beginning when they introduced this championship. No. Triple H put a band-aid on a gunshot wound. He was like, oh, this is how we're going to solve the problem of Roman not being a, being a part-time champion. We're not going to split the titles, even though I had chances to do that. No, we're going to create a whole new world title that I'm going to tell everybody Roman can't compete for because he's on SmackDown, yet I have SmackDown people competing for the title. Here's here's what they should do. So let's say let's say Edge wins. Uh, let's say Edge wins this tournament, right? And so your point about them wasting a pick. If I'm SmackDown executives. I realize they don't do any of this stuff, but if I'm SmackDown executives, I'm like. We drafted him. He's going to be on our show. Sorry about you. Like, he was our pick. He's he's one of our players. You want him? You want to make a trade? Okay. We'll make a trade with you. But otherwise, we're keeping this guy. Because you, why would SmackDown, after they drafted this guy, just be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have, we'll just have uh, Edge go over. To, to raw so we can defend the title that's that's fine that's all good we that, we're cool with that we just took him in the second round you know oh, what, what if austin the theory thing. wins austin theory was their top pick like what if austin theory wins they lose two titles and a pick like what type of what type of cockamamie freaking draft ten Jeff trade is this? They got nothing in exchange for two titles and a pick. What? This is the worst. That's the worst trade I've heard since since the Lakers traded Kwame Brown for Pogasol. This is ridiculous. Yeah, SmackDown's gotta gotta pull out and just be like, look. Can't have this. You got to make a deal or else we're keeping these titles. <laughs> Respect the draft out here. Respect the draft. Who's a Fox executive? Ooh, I don't I don't know who the Fox executives are. Get him on television and, and just uh, get get Steve Harvey out there. Steve Harvey's on Fox all the time. He's a fam- host in Family Feud. Get Steve Harvey out there. Put Terry and Bradshaw like, out there. Yeah, this Terry ain't flying. Bradshaw. Come on, man. There you go. Terry Bradshaw. That's a good shout. This ain't working. This ain't working for me. No, we, we got to get somebody in return here. This needs to happen. This and, then, and then a USA going to come back with uh, Chris Lee's no best. Oh, I mean, buy from the jail cell with him. Like, behind bars. Just like, hey, Sean made an album from jail. So, I mean, Chris Lee can represent Monday Night Raw from jail. Uh, man, they're gonna appear on the other show. The draft that Natalia said it. 
Natalia's like, ah, I got drafted, but that doesn't mean I can't appear on the other brand. It's like, no, Natalia, that's what it's supposed to be. She knows. The whole they all draft, know. The whole draft doesn't make sense. We just had a pay-per-view where two SmackDown stars competed for the Raw Women's Championship, where the where the, the Raw's number one draft pick defended the SmackDown Women's Championship. The NXT t- Women's Tag Team Champions belong on SmackDown. They defended their titles this past week against a Raw tag team. It's all... It all doesn't make sense. It's not going to. It's not going to. Maybe who's Bianca, even though she's a SmackDown person, she's the Raw champion. She's going to show up tonight. She'll be like, hey, here I am. Like, wait, why? Maybe this is their way of having the women just be on both shows. It's like, all right, well, technically she's the Raw champion, but she, so she needs to be on Raw, but she's a SmackDown drafted superstar, so she needs to be on SmackDown. So this and- is how you get them on both shows. And this is why I thought at Backlash, they would have just done it in a backstage segment. They would have done the belt swap. Because you know that that's what they're going to do. They're going to no, do a belt swap. They, just they, they, should have just, they should have just done it in a backstage segment at Backlash. Backstage segment, just be like, okay, Rhea, you won. You here's, defended here's, your title. You. Here's what they should have done. done. Here's what they should have done. So they both had matches at Backlash, right? I know they weren't uh, right one after the other. At least I'm pretty sure they weren't. But they should have been. Okay, they should have been, right? They should have been one after the other. Bianca won. Bianca won. She's leaving. Rhea's coming out, all right? And they just bump into each other. And they both (laughs) drop drop (laughs) And then they just pick up the wrong one. And then they just keep walking like nothing happened. Just see if anybody notices that they just picked up the other title. What movie is that where you pick up like the wrong bag where you bumped into each other? Yeah. And you think, oh, it's <laughs> it's like one of those, it's like one of those movies where you like pick up you you both have a suitcase. One's got a suitcase with papers, the other's got a suitcase with a million dollars, and right. you pick up the one. <laughs> the guy just, with the papers picks up the one with the million dollars. That's what they should have done. And then they just keep going about their business. Rhea defeats Selena. She's holding up. The the Raw Women's title after Bianca just held up the Raw Women's title after defeating EO. It's like, wait a second. They just don't say anything. They don't acknowledge it at all. They continue on. Just never mention it at all. And obviously the fans are like, what is happening? But if you just don't say it, you just keep going with it. Eventually it's just like, ah, well, whatever. Guess this is their way of doing it. It's better than a belt swap. I mean, anything is better than a bell swap. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. And it's just like, all of this for, I said from the very beginning, Rhea should have just beat Bianca for the Raw Women's Championship if she's going to be the Raw Women's Champion. But no, WWE wants to accomplish two things in one. They want they wanted Bianca to set the record as the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion and longest Women's Champion of the modern era. And now she's going to end that reign by having to give it up and get the SmackDown Women's Championship. EO should have beaten her on Saturday. Give it up for EO Sky, the honorary Puerto Rican. She was so over. (laughs) That's like, they don't do calling audibles because if they did, they would have done it by now. Man, that's just a moment where, ooh, maybe we should just go with this. Like the reaction, so good. And then, because you know they don't got plans for Bianca. It's all about just, hey, let's, Let's hit the modern day rain here. That's it. They don't have any actual plans for her. The only plan they have is for her to hold the title because she's doing the reality show. 
She's doing that oh, reality show, so she—that's why I kept telling people. People were trying to tell me, "Oh, EO's got a chance." I was like, "Not with Bianca making a reality show. They're going to keep that title on her for a little bit longer before they eventually figure it out." And guess who's going to end that reign? You know who's going to end that reign. We all know who's going to end that reign, right? Hashtag bow down, the queen, baby. Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, number 15. Number 15 is going to end the raid probably at SummerSlam. We're going to at least SummerSlam. If you want a reign to end at SummerSlam, it's more likely to be Bianca's than Roman's. All right, guys. Right now, we are joined by independent professional wrestler. He is the dog in Hot and Dog. He might be the hot. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure out which is which. Dressed like Nick Aldis. This weekend, he is Matt Brannigan. Matt, how are you doing? Look at the what does this coffee mug say? This stands donuts. It's a place in uh, Chicago or something. Very nice. <laughs> there, it has a hole in it. It's pretty cool. Oh my That's gosh! Dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's rad. Also, I'm the I'm the hog and and hog and dog. Hog and dog. Right. Yeah, I love it. Oh, cool. The coming through. Oh, this hey. is the second place we just had a cat run in. Just joining oh, yeah. there. There we go. Wagging the tail. Just did the tail dance for us. Yeah, she's crazy. <laughs> All right, that, that coffee mug is throwing me off with the hole in it. And you're talking yeah, about right. hogs and everything, Matt. Like, what? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's 1045 and we're rocking. <laughs> tell me tell me how your partnership with uh, Megabyte Ronnie came together. Because we've had uh, Megabyte Ronnie on the show. Famous eater and, mm. you know, hog and dog out there. How did that? How did that come together? Uh, it's actually just a pretty serendipitous little thing where a lot of people on Twitter would uh, mention that we kind of looked alike. That we both have blonde hair, long blonde hair at the time. I think his hair was long. A couple buff guys, uh, mustaches. So that's how we came in contact. It was just people, get out of here. I'm throwing her down. Get out of here. Uh, it was just people telling us that we should link up. So we eventually did. I, I think I DM'd him or something and we talked for a little bit. And uh, we're like, yeah, that'd be a pretty funny team. I think uh, some fans thought of the name and everything. And then uh, Black Label Pro booked it like a year later. So now we're rocking. My cat's like... back, by the way. <laughs> What's a cat's hey, name? This is Arwen. Arwen. Yeah, from Lord of the Rings. Oh. I like that setup, too. Oh, thank you, thank you. She's What's it like teaming with... with with megabyte ronnie and specifically what's it like being on the road with that man as he wants to eat everything in sight uh it's a good time man i really like teaming with him in the the short time we've been doing it he's uh he's just like freakishly jacked and strong so i like to go to the gym with him and just watch him like move crazy weight he's just a it's a he's a madman and i like to tag out and watch him toss people around because you know it's hard for me to toss people around i'm not very big but Ronnie's a, a giant. It's crazy. I don't even think he needs to ever tag me in. He could just do everything himself. But I'm there to like do funny stuff. So there's that. Uh, and me on the road with him is pretty cool. Like he hooks me up with like good snacks. He'll like put over good snacks. Like hey, you gotta try this thing. And I'll be like hell yeah. He knows. He knows all the good food. And I like to eat a lot too. Not competitively, but you know for pleasure. So uh, yeah, he hooks what's me up. The, what's the best food he's gotten you to try? Uh, I'm I'm like a candy man, so he's got me kind of more into like gummies and stuff. That I guess he's like a big sucker for uh, gummies at gas stations on the road. 
So now I'm kind of getting into gummies, though I'm usually exclusively like a, a peanut butter guy, like a Reese's fiend. But uh, I'm branching out a little bit now. Right, do, do you freeze your Reese's? I have before. It's quite good. Yeah, that's the best. Right What's good. your opinion of white chocolate Reese's? Uh, it's always controversial from from, <laughs> from Reese's fans. <laughs> I, I'm cool with them. They're they're not as good as the original, but uh, they'll do they'll do in a bind. If you buy that big bag that has like the variety in them, it's a nice change of pace, you know. Matt, you made a couple appearances uh, on AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. How did uh, those those appearances come together? Uh, I don't know. They just sort of did. They just kind of they just reached out and asked me to be there. Uh, and get get beat up. I don't know. I don't know if someone told them I get beat up very well, uh, but I do. They're like, hey, he looks okay, and he gets beat up well. And they're like, perfect. That's, we got just the spot for this guy. And uh, yeah, I went the one time, and I just think that they they liked me. I don't know, because then they just invited me back a couple more times, and it was, it was fun. Have you got any advice from anybody backstage, uh, whether it's a veteran or just really anybody backstage at, at AEW? Uh, not really. It's like super chill backstage there. Like uh, uh, the only real advice, you know, you get is just the general, like, you know, keep at it stuff. But uh, I didn't get any like specific advice. Everyone's just kind of there chilling, hanging out. Uh, it almost doesn't feel like live TV is happening when you're there because it's like super relax at least the times i was there you're kind of like standing around joking around with people and i'm like oh shit i have to go out on tv real quick (laughs) it's really strange because from what i've heard i've never done like extra work at wwe but from what i've heard that's like a really stressful uh environment at least it used to be i don't know if it still is but yeah it's interesting contrast what do you think about uh, AEW Dark and Dark Elevation kind of ending and what that kind of means for, like, independent stars and getting opportunities like that? Uh, it's kind of a bummer just because, you know, it, I feel like it quickly became such, like, a staple of, uh, of independent wrestling was, like, the Dark or Elevation spots. So it was kind of a bummer to see it end, but uh, I don't know. I guess there's still opportunity. Maybe there's just less of them now. I don't know what's going to come of the, the new AEW show, if that's going to present more opportunities. But I don't know. I think everyone's just going to have <clears throat> excuse me. Everyone's just going to have to work harder, I guess. Uh, it, it was a lot of opportunity, but, you know, opportunity's still there. Just people just got to work for it, I guess. You know, it's not going to be as easy now. But. Were, were you mistaken for Chris Jericho backstage? All the time. <laughs> I, I started wrestling like uh, 11 years ago and that was like as soon as i started that was the thing and uh it was kind of funny back then because like jericho's like a whole new guy now he's like he's yeah. become like one of the top uh dudes ever like you know it's like when i started it was like i think jericho had been retired for a little bit i don't know it was, it was kind of like this whole thing oh yeah jericho and i would do like some jericho moves like Oh yeah, he's not using this anymore, and now he's like he's using them. And it's like, okay, I can't, I can't pretend to be Jericho anymore because now he's like top AEW guy. So, I, but I haven't done that in years. But yeah, people have been saying that to me for a long time. I think that's what made me grow a mustache in the first place. It was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta do something. 
all, until Jericho reinvents himself. And then he's copying you when he comes yeah. out with the mustache. If he, if he puts on a bathrobe and has a mustache and has a <laughs> mug with a hole in it, I'm going to shoot myself. Next talk is Jericho. Just wait. <laughs> Matt, you're facing uh, Nick Aldis this weekend. How did that match come together? And what can fans expect for it? Uh, I'm not really sure how it came together. I, I know New Wave always likes to bring in some good talent, some big names. I think originally they were hoping for uh, Scotty Tuhati, uh, and he had, he had to cancel, but they found a really good replacement the last minute with Nick Aldis. That's like, I know it's hard to like last minute book big names, but they pulled it off. So I'm not really sure what to expect. I was watching some Nick Aldis matches last night, and I was like, all right, I think we're going to have a an old school uh, crowd work in 20 to 30 minute uh, classic here. I, I personally, I can't speak for Nick, but he has some crazy, before I say this, I should preface it with, I like to do the purple nurple as a move. He has some crazy nipples. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's such an easy headline. Is it Matt Brannigan? Yeah. <laughs> Nick Aldous has crazy nipples. Thank yeah, you. That, I appreciate that. You're welcome. I got you. I'm, I know how to get the clicks. <laughs> it's true like that's all i could think about so i don't know i'm just i'm just excited for that uh he, he's jacked i'm gonna ask him how you know like what do you eat what do you lift i need to get more jacked uh how do you do it are you on steroids if so <laughs> cool, <man. laughs> it's just our secret it's just our yeah secret. I don't, it's, it's just me do you, do you know how to get a discount on steroids you know stuff like that uh but yeah, I'm I'm excited to wrestle them. It'll be a nice, nice change of pace at New Wave. New Wave does a lot of like cool, like uh, more uh, contemporary, like indie style stuff. So I'm excited for the matchup variety of having this kind of like slower NWA style with uh, with him and just being able to kind of play around and feel it out and just see what happens. I was gonna ask you about your your OnlyFans. And oh yeah. Yes. Uh, so what is it like being a a male? content creator on on only fans uh it's it's pretty chill i can't imagine it's it's much different uh for me than it is for women who do it but uh yeah it's it was weird for a while like doing it i think people thought it was like a bit or like a gimmick or something when i first started doing it a few years ago and now i feel like everyone's just accepted that i do it and it's not as weird anymore it's not kind of like a point of a of humor anymore though i still joke about it a lot but uh yeah it's, everyone's accepted that i'm just doing this weird thing <laughs> what what got you to start the the only fans because i mean there is a for some people there, there's a stigma on it of like mm -hmm. oh you're you're on only fans and usually yeah. it's you know on the on the female side of things so, but like what got you actually started doing it uh i don't know i just you know i just see uh Women were using it, and it's like, man, they're getting getting some uh, you know side income there. It's a nice little side hustle. Like I could use a side hustle. I'm an independent pro wrestler, right? which basically means that I lose money constantly. <laughs> I need something to cancel out that. So it kind of just started originally as like I need help to keep wrestling as often as I wanted to, with like traveling and things. And then I just kept doing it because you know. It's, it's been pretty chill. It's been pretty nice. Besides uh, the losing money part, what's the, the <laughs> toughest part about being an independent wrestler and traveling and making all these days with different promotions? The toughest part? Hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. It's I think it's tough. Uh, once you start doing it for a long time, I think it kind of gets mentally tough to kind of just uh, see like, am I is this going anywhere? Like, am I wasting all of my time? You know, because for me, I'm I'm 57 years old. <laughs> I've been wrestling for 11 years, and I'm I'm at a point now where it's like, is anything even coming to this? You know, like, could I can I too late to do something else with my life but uh the first like eight years you know it wasn't that hard nothing was really tough about it it was like it was fun to make the towns and stuff but as you get older and losing money and getting beat up and stuff you're like all right this is <laughs> it all starts to weigh on you so it's not really one thing that's tough it's just the the weight over time it really it starts to wear you down but once you do it it's fun so like once i get to the show and have the match i'm like oh that was a good time but I think in my, as I get older, I have trouble with getting rent. Like on show day, I'm like, I should quit. I should quit wrestling right now. I don't want to get in the car. I don't want to do this. This is stupid. And then I get there. I'm like, oh, that was lovely. I had a good time. <laughs> what What are your overall goals for, for wrestling? Uh, I don't know. I always had pretty lofty goals with it. I never really wanted to get signed. I mean, it'd be nice. But I think when I started... And my trainer asked me what my goal was. I said, if I could have one match in Japan, I'll be, I'll be happy. I'll be all set. And uh, I, so I think that's still my only, my only goal is just wrestling in Japan one time. Just one time. That's all I need. After that, I don't know. It, I, it would be nice to get a contract because I feel like I'm pretty good. I've been around a while. It would be nice. But it's not, it's not needed. I think personally, just a Japan thing is, is all I need. Or to wrestle, uh, who's someone really famous? But like weird famous. Someone Yano. Like, you versus Yano. In oh, Japan. that would be magic. What we need. That would actually be sick. I was going to go for someone like obscure and stupid, but that's, a, that's just a good one. I was going to say like Bastion Booger or some shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm for that, though. <laughs> I, 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 I like yours better. I was gonna say with the with the nipple twist as one of your moves, you would fit in very well with DDT. Yeah. I, I think so too. And not only just nipple twist, I can do it all. I can slap a butt. I can sack trap. I can do anything. I got that's range. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> do you ask them the capital of Thailand before you do the sack tap? Hey, that'd be a funny setup. I actually don't. <laughs> I've never even thought about doing that. See, look there at you that. go. Maybe there I'll do. Go. Maybe I'll do it to Nick Aldis. There you go. <laughs> oh, I gotta ask you about this. This was a, a big topic on the the internet a month ago, so it's way surpassed at this point. You were at Black Label Pro at the Squared Circle Expo. There was an incident there with somebody ruining somebody's moment. Uh, one a person who might may or may not run this website, uh, DDT, a person who is on vacation from Australia. Should this man have been jumped in the back for what he did? Uh, I mean, maybe. He came back. I had no idea what happened. He came back. I'm like, hey, man, how, you doing? how was it out there? He's like, it was fine. It's cool, cool. You know, we're just chilling. Turns out he, he was just a huge evil piece of shit, but I was just sitting there chilling with him. Right. I had no idea. I would have jumped oh. him myself. I had no idea. <laughs> did, he, he didn't, did he shake hands? Was he friendly in the back or anything? He's. Uh, I, don't, I, I try to keep my distance from from the reporter types, you know, I don't, I didn't get too close. <laughs> I don't know, but he, he, 
he seemed chill, but apparently he's pure evil from what I've he's seen on the internet. Worst. <laughs> yeah, he hides it well. He just seems like wholesome little apple cheek guy. Like, oh, he's so cute, little dimples. And then he's just out there being pure evil. Next time you see him, twist his nipples. I will. I won't. I won't say one thing, and I'll. I'll be like, "Hey, what's the capital of Thailand?" And I'll grab his nipples. It's the wrong setup. <laughs> he'll never see it coming, though. That's exactly. Thing. He'll, exactly. Never, he'll he'll protect his, his down there, and I'll get him up there. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like the Arn Anderson fake out. Like, <laughs> right, this is actually a tremendous move here. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. I'm I'm keeping this one. <laughs> oh, Matt, we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, thank no you, problem. thank you for the time. Thank you for the coffee mug, which is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I, I knew you'd like it. I had to pick the perfect mug. I'm like, I think this is the one. <laughs> Let everybody know where they can find you at and where they can support you at. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters, Matt underscore Brannigan. Uh, I'm on Instagram. I don't really use it, so don't even bother finding me there. Uh, OnlyFans slash Matt underscore Brannigan if you want to support or see me naked. There's That's always a thank you. You don't have to. There's no pressure. I don't care. Uh, you buy some merch on the internet, Pro Wrestling Tees. DM me. I have merch too. That's about it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. I do, I do have one more for you yeah. that, I, that I missed to bring up. You're, you're from Ohio. You know how terrible it is. Can you say one <laughs> thing about Ohio? <laughs> A good thing about Ohio? Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a thinker. It's tough. I know. I only <laughs> ask the tough question. <laughs> I will say no. Wait, that's Indiana. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a bar in Dayton, Ohio, that I enjoy called DK Effects, and they just have arcade games and pinball and skee ball and a eclectic group strange people uh and that's it that's all i can think of with ohio i mean my family's there but i can get them out of there you know they're my family in any state who cares about ohio <laughs> my wife just texted me and she's she popped her she said i know the owner of dk effect it's my friend tony oh shit that, that's nice. crazy well i get so a free I'm... drink for for the plug well i get it <laughs> there you go we'll ask we'll see if we can get you a free drink next time we go to dk <laughs> heck yeah now we're rocking <laughs> all right well thank you matt we really appreciate thanks you. Matt. No problem. she said she will ask she she will ask if next time next time you're there just be like right. I'll, I'll give you the shoot name and everything i know this person can i get a free yeah. drink and i'll be there in a, ba- in a bathrobe with no shirt on and that's there you go. Oh, i think Great that's good <laughs> Matt, yeah. thank you for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Everybody, check him out on social media. Check out the match with Nick Aldis this weekend at New Wave Pro Wrestling. Uh, again, Matt, appreciate it. Tell, tell Mega about Ronnie. We said hello. He's a fantastic man. We love him. It was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Ronnie. You're the ah, nice. Happy belated birthday. Happy Ronnie. birthday. The oh, hog yeah. from Hog and Dog, Matt Brannigan. Got it this time. Uh, thank you again for joining us, man. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, what a great dude. What a yeah, great man. dude. So funny. <laughs> Immediately popping me with the, the coffee mug with the donut hole in the middle. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. What do we what do we got here? <laughs> <laughs> great coffee mug. The cat shake their tail feather like they were listening to Nelly's. That was great. Uh, <laughs> so so much, so much uh uh character to him. I love it. I love it.
Oh, Cole Radrick's cat was on the, the screen a couple of weeks ago. Monday. Monday just brings the cats out on this show. Last Monday was when Cole's cat made a run in. So apparently Monday is cat day here on In the Weeds moving forward. I hope everybody can remember this. Um, bring your cat cats day. on Monday. <laughs> oh, the, the, the Nick Aldis nipples headline is... <laughs> I love I love when people just like do that for me. Like they they don't. I don't think many people understand that you know, nobody. Sean gets all the credit. Uh, yeah. When it comes to everything on this website, but I love when they just give me like an easy headline off of that, and they're like cool with it. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, run that. That's great. I'm all for the clicks. Like, hey, appreciate you. Appreciate that. Make my job easy. I like that. You are the master of the headline. You're the master. And, and they give me this material. Exactly. I hope he does. I hope he does. The, the Arn Anderson fake out bit with the, the fake punch DDT. The, the, what's the capital of Thailand? Oh, no, not doing that. Then go for the nipple. Oh, that's so good. If he does that against Nick Aldis, you got we, we're taking credit. We're taking credit. 100%. 100% taking credit. Uh, it's so good. Oh, I don't know how we transition to, to WWE Backlash. <laughs> I don't have a good way to transition. Speaking of nipples, did you see Bad Bunny? <laughs> Get a shirt on. Hey, you saw the on. nipples underneath. Underneath, he had some pointy ones. Um, he had some erect nipples when that, that pop hit. My nipples were getting erect when that pop yes. hit. My God. I had to, had to go like, oh, my God. And yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh man we we were watching it and like we turned it up we're like because we, we heard the pop on friday when bad bunny came out that was that one was thing a, that was a road warrior type yeah. of pop this was like like he was at the concert and that's like, the bad they, bunny pop. They've been, yeah they've been they've been waiting all night for him and just how they shot it was was tremendous oh. with the, that with drone the camera shot view. They, they've been yeah. using is really good. I hope they bring that out more often because that they did it. They did it on SmackDown where they had the drone like come into yeah. the arena and then fly around. The, like that was really good. And yeah, the drone shot behind him on Saturday was really good. I hope they. I hope they use that drone shot moving forward because that's uh, that's good stuff. It was and just uh, that was one of the best entrances, maybe ever in WWE. Uh, I would I would put it up there with arguably any entrance just how it was shot the reaction uh how he played to the crowd and yeah it was just that the energy of that crowd you you had a series of some of the best pops in wwe in recent memory between bad bunny coming out the carlito pop you would have thought that was stone cold steve austin For the first time, like <laughs> coming out after 18 years, the way those uh the Puerto Rican crowd reacted to him, Savio Vega got two pops for the backstage segment. You heard the roar even from the backstage in the backstage segment, and then when he came out to with the LWO, man, just uh, that was one of that was I like I said I I gave the match itself a, a rating. Which is well one of the highest ratings I gave for any WWE match. I gave it four and a half stars, but overall, just the spectacle, five stars. Five star spectacle. It's a five star spectacle. Sports entertainment greatness. This whole the, the whole thing from start to finish. Five star match. It's not a five star match. Five star match. SP three. Five star match. 
but five star for spectacle. Why was That's it not it. a five star match? Name me one thing wrong about that match. Well, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny's not a wrestler. So how is that wrong? <laughs> Name me one well, thing that went wrong in that match. No, like I said, as a spectacle, it was five stars. The match was five stars. Spectacle of a match, yes. Star ratings are dumb. <laughs> you do a good job. I'll, I'll put you over. You do a good job of not just passing out five stars and then, okay, here's now seven stars and eight stars because I've broken yeah. my own scale of no. things. Uh, I, I literally have only gave something above five stars. And I, I had this discussion with my friend Jimmy over on True Hill Heat. And he was like, hey, he wants me to just play five star plus for the ones that are above five stars. I was like, I was like, I actually like that. But I've only gave three matches ever above five stars. That's it. What are they? Uh, oh, Austin versus Brett, WrestleMania 13. That okay. was like, I retroactively. Because when, once Dave once they broke his own star rating, I was like, he's got to go back and now and now rate See, different I, matches. Over. I agree with that. I agree that like, that should probably happen. Just go if you're gonna break it now, go back and rewatch this because you know, why is this match not seven stars compared to you know Will Osprey versus insert name here? Yeah, yeah. Like, like he needs to go back, and especially that one specifically. I think that's the greatest WWE match of all time because of importance, the buildup, in-ring work, like they're all the criteria that I have for my for my ratings that fits the build on everything. So that's why I say that that's one I would I rated above five stars. Uh, the fourth Okada Omega matchup the the 69 minute one that's that's above five stars and then recently was this year osprey and omega i gave above five stars that's it three matches all time that's all i uh, i'll give I, I think i'll wait another like four or five years because i have like five years in between of <laughs> rating a match above five stars but but not nah, I like I said, this was everything you would want out of a WWE match. It had the, the crowd into it. Uh the the story was there, the storytelling was was really good, and just bad bunny putting on as great of a performance as any celebrity has ever gave. And he's not the smoothest in the ring, but he doesn't have to be because he's not a wrestler. Is this this is the and I think uh MLJ put it perfectly on social media. I saw that tweet this morning where he said this is the equivalent of Michael Jackson coming back yeah. coming in in 1993 and having a match with with a wrestler having a match even if michael jackson had a match with giant gonzalez it would have been this good and this big because he's michael jackson bad bunny is the equivalent to that in 2023 that's what you know i said it on friday and michael jackson's a much better comparison than i, I said jay-z like at the peak of of jay-z but like, that's what it is with bad bunny coming in there is this guy is mega, mega star level. And it, it ain't the same as a Logan Paul or a Johnny Knoxville. It, it's, it's not. Like, both those guys are stars in their own right, stars in different ways. But, yeah, Michael Jackson is, is a good, good comparison because, like, this guy is on top of the music industry. Like, on top of the music industry. And he does not need to come in and do what he did. And I, I said it all during the lead up. I'll continue to say it. Could have hosted it. Could have done a tag team match. 
could have just done a little concert, done a song or something. Crowd would have gone crazy for all of it. Like, nah, man. I'm going to do like 25 minute street fight. 25 minutes? Take, I was like, take I was a like, table oh bump. God. Like, go through, take, take the bump off of the equipment through the table, take some weapon shots. Wait, was it smoke and mirrors? Yes. It, it, it was never going to be some type of like technical masterpiece type no. of thing. It was always going to be smoke and mirrors. Doesn't matter. The Logan Paul matches are still some smoke and mirrors, whether you want to admit it or yes. not. Maybe they don't use tables and, and chairs and a bunch of weapons and stuff, but they're smoke and mirrors of how they plan out with their high spots and everything. They He doesn't have to do any of that. And this man loves this business so much that he's like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do, man. Like, I'm here. Dude, Saturday night, that man could have just been taking a nap, sleeping, <laughs> Going to the club with Kendall Jenner? He had like two, two weeks of Coachella. He was at yeah. the Met Gala early in the week, and he loved this business. He could have been doing anything else on a Saturday night with his time. And he's like, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to take these bumps. Everything. Just so much respect for, for Bad Bunny. So, so much respect for that man. I hope he comes back. I hope he hope he wins all the titles. Just every single belt. He, he should verse Roman in Saudi. He should be the one. If he got time, if he's not going on tour, he don't got a date with Caitlyn Jenner. Like, come on. Caitlyn? Why is he dating Caitlyn? Is he? Is he? Oh, no. Not <laughs> My bad. Uh, it was like one of those Jenners. Um... <laughs> you couldn't name Kylie? You went to Caitlyn? I knew he's not versus Kylie, so I was like, I was like, oh, the next K I got, next K I had in my head was Caitlyn. <laughs> Bad Bunny to face uh, Roman Reigns and Knight of Champions. That's all. That's what I was getting at. When Devin Booker wins an NBA title this year, it's going to be Bad Bunny's fault because he's trying to get Kendall Jenner back. That's what's happening there. Is that man hey. ain't missing right now? No, no. Ke- Kendall Jenner is the uh, is the is the cure to the Kardashian curse. Apparently, she's she's been good. She's blessing people, except for Ben Simmons, but everyone else. Bad Bunny deserves to dethrone Roman Reigns. I'm only half. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm not, not kidding when I say I'm not that. kidding. He's a top. He's top three celebrity all time. He'll show up just as much as Roman will at he this will. point, and at least with Bad Bunny. He was taking that 24-7 title everywhere. That thing's ugly as hell. And, like, you didn't know that was a WWE title. It looked like, oh, this is, like, a prop he picked up off the street or something. I'm not saying the WWE titles are the most gorgeous things in the world, but you know those are WWE titles. They got that big old branding on them. He'll take that thing on all these talk shows, SNL, all his concerts. He'll be wearing the legitimate WWE title out there. You know how many people even tune in to see Bad Bunny wrestle? After seeing him with the WWE title, just traveling the country for for a month or so, and then he comes back and wrestles, they should put the title on him. He's he gonna he gonna win the titles and then throw the Universal Championship in the garbage on Jimmy Kimmel, on Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's just gonna yeah. throw it. He's gonna throw it in the garbage. Be like, I only want the prestigious championship because I love this business. I love this business. I'm all about the history. Bad Bunny. Top three celebrity all time. All I want him to do, and uh, this is, okay. If to, if Bad Bunny's top three, who who else is who else is there? 
Logan Paul. And it's it's either uh, the football player from TNA or 2018. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams or Yes, or or Ronda Rousey in 2018, not Ronda Rousey now. Ronda Rousey in 2018, that 2018 run. Okay, so you're talking out. you're talking actual wrestling ability when it comes to this and like match quality. I'm ta- I'm talking about overall just being a natural for this business, being a celebrity coming in. I think those are like those are like the peak. But I would put I would put Bad Bunny number 1 after that performance. The yeah. only thing I want him to do, and this answers the question of why I don't give it five stars, is I don't want him to kill himself on a sliced bread anymore. Don't do the sliced bread, bro. You don't. You're not that athletic. You're not How that dare athletic, you? and you don't. Dude did. almost, dude, yeah. dude almost spiked himself. I was like, yeah, he did. Yo. And, I, and I think it was. I think that even if he did spike himself, the adrenaline just got him back up. That was yeah. the only thing that got him back up. Yeah, he he did all this fight. When he did it, I was like, "Oh my god!" He nearly landed on his head. That that looked bad. Um, whatever. It's it's the, the high risk of it. It's still five stars. I've only given not that you asked me. SP three. I've only yeah. given three matches above five stars as well. What is the three matches? Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love that match so much. <laughs> Bad Bunny and, and Damian Priest have now topped the five-star scale for me. Okay. The last one, I'm going to take you back to WWE Raw 2006 SB3. Kevin right? Fred Alive versus John Cena? <laughs> no, no. That match sucked. You know what? It's actually the anniversary of this match. I didn't realize it was the actual anniversary what? of this match. So this makes it even better of, of this. May 8th, 2006, WWE Raw, SV3, The Big Show, and Kane, and the greatest technical masterpiece you've ever seen in your life. Go back, watch this match, everyone. <laughs> And this is your the main 19th storyline. I remember that much. Go back, watch this match, watch the big show and Kane do chain wrestling. It is absolutely a spectacle, unlike anything else in the world. It is five and a quarter for me. This matchup is. And it is the first ever match, uh, like SB3, a retroactive first ever match or five star match from me. That's good. Those are my three five five star plus matches. It's way it's better all, than your. How, how much time did that did that go? How like time five did that whole minutes. Match yeah, yeah. that match it wasn't. I'm gonna actually look up how long it was. <laughs> I don't remember that match going too long. Like, usually, if you can name a date and a time, I know what what it's around. And I, I, if you you said that date, and I was just like, I don't know what he's gonna say now. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what he's gonna say. Then it went said five three. minutes. It went five minutes and ended in a DQ. <laughs> the perfect match. Five minutes quarter for a five minute. It was yeah. like a star, a star per minute. That's right. That's right. 
It went 516. So there you go. It is a star. <laughs> it's a star per minute. <laughs> a, star, a star per minute. Is that yeah. even the best technical wrestling exchange Big Show ever had? Everyone knows the best technical wrestling stage he ever had was with Braun Strowman in 2017. That was that was that was excellent. To answer Scott in the chat, he says you're missing Sean versus Undertaker. Not above five stars, but definitely five stars. Dave, Dave was bugging. When he did gave that four and three quarter, I would. I that is one I always bring up when I talk about Dave Dave's uh, star rating. I'm like that one and Sean versus Kurt Angle. He should have gave five stars to, and that's why now that he's broken his scale, he should go back and retroactively give these matches five stars. Louis says uh, WLC was six stars. You know what? <laughs> I don't know if you're wrong there i don't know if you're wrong that's the greatest that's the greatest little people match of all time yeah that's another great match timian says jeremy truly just be saying anything yeah that's <laughs> that's, facts. that's truly it <laughs> I love, no but i love it i love it that i knew i knew that match only went five minutes i was like that man had to go like five minutes and then fake Cade came out and caused the dq probably <laughs> What are we doing serious wrestling discussion for? <laughs> if we do if we're just rating on five star comedy matches, VLC's up there. Uh no, these are five star matches. Wrestling comes in all types of form. These are five star matches. Oh, I love it. Yano there. versus John Moxley. That's that's it. That's I'll it. watch that's these it. matches a hundred times before I watch. A 69-minute Osprey and Okada and Omega match. Way too long. Those matches are too long, man. Guy with the best comment on the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes. What's that? What's that? The five. The five plus star matches you would you would watch on the weed. <laughs> I definitely ain't watching no 60-minute match. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Those matches, they'll they'll take every bit of 60 minutes and then some. Are you kidding me? I can't concentrate like that. No, no, no. I just want to laugh. And, yeah, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. That would be up there. That's just comedy. Pure comedy. So funny. It's so funny. Any Coke Cabana stuff from, like, early 2000s? I'd watch that. Uh, I've, I've always said my wheelhouse of matches is like 12 to 18 minutes. Like if it's in like a 12 to 18 minute range, I'm, I'm happy with the match. That doesn't matter. It, if it's like actually good, even better. But if it's 12 to 18 minutes, I'm like, yep, we're in a sweet spot right here. You can push 20 if it's a really good match. You know, Bad Bunny, Damian Priest, you can push 25 if it's, if it's that level of stuff. You start going 30 minutes. And everything, it's not like these matches are good. I love Danielson and MJF from this year. I, I'm I'm such a hypocrite in that like Shawn Michaels Bret Hart that Iron Man match, legitimately one of my favorite matches ever. So like I can. When was the last time you went back and watched it? Shawn and Bret. Yeah. Uh, the wife watched it not too long ago, probably in the lead up to WrestleMania. She'll text me here in a second. But y'all are better than me. I watched it last year for True Rewind, which is up mm-hmm. on the uh, on the channel, some archives and oh my god. I could not. I was like I was like they legitimately did headlocks for like 20 minutes. Like so, they- 
here's here's the thing about that match with me is there's a very high nostalgia factor in that as she said we watched it a couple months ago um there's a very very high nostalgia factor in that wrestlemania 12 was the first wrestling pay-per-view that i ordered so i it'll that's why it'll like always hold a more a special place of like oh yeah it'll bring back like those memories but i do like the match i i I know it's a very divisive match of like you either love that match or you hate that match. Like I do, I do like I, that match. I loved it for such a long time, and then I like rewatched it, and I was just like, yeah, I don't love it as much. I much honestly, I much rather prefer Michaels versus Diesel the next month. I have more nostalgia that for that. That yeah. match was great. That that, great. that had the, the the shenanigans with Mad Dog Vachon's leg <laughs> and stuff. Oh my god, I I love that match a lot on rewatch. I love that match a lot more than I loved uh, Brett versus Sean. I actually loved Brett versus Bulldog at um in your house seasons beatings. I don't match. think that gets enough credit. That's a great matchup. Yeah, that's a good match as well. People are saying matches legit only be longer than 25, 30 minutes. You can tell a story in 14, 15. A SpongeBob episode is like 10 to 12 minutes. And that, that's the best show on television. That's all you need. You don't need you don't need these long matches. Episode of Entourage, the real best te- television show in, in the world. Uh, that's only 20. like half hour. Yeah, that's only 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. You don't need all this time to tell these long stories. If I can watch an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine and and get the same story as as a wrestling match, then we're good. If it's longer than than an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine, I just watched that last night. That's what came to mind. Then I got no time for it. That much. I got no time for it. That's a good show, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I've watched it from time to time. I like it. I like it. I watched the. I watched it like as it was airing, like on TV. And then I went back and um, just last night, I just started at the beginning just for the the fun of it. I'm like, oh, here's something mindless I can throw on at night. I, I love watching stuff from the beginning. I actually convinced my my friend who has his own like TV and movie review. I want to watch Atlanta again. Atlanta's another one. Only 20, oh, 25 yeah. minutes. 20, yeah. 25 minutes. Those are great. One of the best, that was one of the best uh, shows on TV before before they ended it in season four last year. And that's that's all you need. But see, seasons are something too. You don't need to go too long on the seasons. Either. Yeah, you got the shows. Ten episodes. Go... Ten episodes is fine. Well, there's ten. Of, it's just that, and there's also just like you got these shows that are like twenty seasons. Like now, nah, you could have finished this in in five. Man, we don't need yeah. all these extra seasons. What are we doing? Like my, my my daughter just started watching The Simpsons, and I'm just like, we're only up to like season twelve, and I'm like. They have 35 seasons. See, what? shows like that that are, I mean, The Simpsons is what it is, but shows like yeah, that, like iconic, stay timely and make all these references and stuff. Like, that's that's a little bit different than a show like what, what's a show? The Sopranos, the writer strike that Dexter went like a couple seasons too long, although the, the reboot was really good. I did really enjoy that. Uh, but some of, yeah, some of these shows just like, yeah, yeah we, we don't just need, we don't need these extra seasons here, guys. Up on the channel, I feel like I'm plugging stuff on the channel through this conversation. But check out our our One Tree Hill uh, character tier list. That's another show that went too long. Should have ended after season six. I always say that it should have ended after season six when Lucas and Peyton left. Just end the show there. You don't need to extend it any longer. 
There's a bunch of shows like that that just Entourage. Entourage I love, but yeah. it should have ended after like season six. We don't we didn't need to see Vince on drugs. We didn't need to see <laughs> him recovering from drugs in season seven and season eight. Should have ended after six. You know it should have ended after the first of the double main events that weren't actually technically main events because they did a cooled out match between them with WWE be backlash with Bad Bunny and Damon Priest should have ended the show and he was live at WWE Backlash ever SmackDown the night before. He was in Puerto Rico. He is from the Bet Las Vegas. Adrian Hernandez, how you doing, buddy? Boys and girls, what's up everybody? How are you guys doing? First off, I had a speech. I had a speech, Jeremy. And true, uh, true Hill, pleasure to meet you. Um, I've seen you on Twitter. I'm, thank you guys for having me on the show. I had a speech where I was going to complain because I just landed in Vegas like four hours ago. Somehow my bag is in Denver, all that stuff. But then I remembered, uh-huh. hold on a second. Jeremy's done like 5,000 podcasts in 10,000 articles since Will's left. So I can't complain. If he's putting in overtime, I'm putting in overtime. My voice is a little raspy. I apologize Got a little sick. That's what happens when you get on four different planes and people sneezing and coughing everywhere. But yes, um, just got back from Puerto Rico. Like you said, was there for SmackDown, was there for Backlash. Um, I work in sports. You just said at the Bet Las Vegas. Whether I've been a fan or going there for work, I've been to a college football playoff. I've been to MLB playoffs and NBA finals, the NBA playoffs, uh, UFC, boxing, Of course, wrestling and WrestleManias. The only thing I can compare that crowd, whether it was for Friday and certainly for Saturday for Backlash, is game six of the 2016 finals between Cavs and the Warriors. The game where Steph threw his mouthpiece and hit the fan and got ejected and Cleveland was going crazy. That's the only comparable thing I can put it in the world of sports. That crowd, that energy has kept me up. I haven't slept this entire weekend because I can't. I'm like, let me listen to the song and just get hyped. The pride <laughs> in that, in that, the pride in that arena. And I specifically went and I talked to people from the island that have been there for concerts, that have been there for events. And I'm like, hey guys, is this a different energy? And they're like, yeah, it's a different energy. It's like when we watch the World Baseball Classic. And Americans are like, oh, you can have a party in the stands. You just don't have to stand there and cheer when there's a home run. It was ridiculous. It was amazing. I am so glad that I got to be a part of that. I will remember that forever. How was it on on Friday night then compared to Saturday? Because we heard the pop on Friday when Bad Bunny came out, and that was big. And Friday, like, the energy was good for for SmackDown, but the the show in and of itself wasn't, like, the greatest thing in the world honestly the crowd was the reason why the show was a little yes. bit better but then you get to to backlash on saturday and it, it's cooking from start to finish eo's getting big reaction uh obviously when bad bunny comes out big reaction Rhea and selena huge reaction there like how how was it from friday to saturday and did, did you feel even a shift there Look, walking into the arena uh, on Friday, and of course the press conference was right in front of the arena the day before, uh, or that day, that Friday, Friday afternoon. Um, By the way, WWE, you guys are geniuses because it was free to attend that event. And when I tell you, every person that went there as a spectator to watch bought something. I don't care if it's the $15 WWE necklace. 
I'm like, oh my God, these are thousands of dollars and this isn't even a show. It was genius. But getting dropped off in front of the arena, um, you notice the line that was out the window, which uh, on Twitter, Adrian Radio 93 for people watching, I retweeted someone took a picture. It was comparable to when COVID happened. But the reason why the line was so long then was because everyone had to stand six feet back. That wasn't this. They had to stand all the way past the street, almost two blocks away. For, and that's just the main entrance, not the west side or the two other entrances. So the crowd just, it, I was like, oh, this this is about to be something special. Um, the Carlito pop was like the most, how do I, how do I put these tiers of pops? Um, the Carlito pop, since it was a surprise, was different than everyone waiting and anticipating the Bad Bunny entrances. So the Carlito pop was enormous. But when SmackDown started and we noticed, we see the we saw the drone on the Titan Tron up top until it got into the arena. And we saw it and we're like, what the hell? Because in my head, I'm like, I know WWE's never done this before. They haven't done a drone for live TV ever. I'm like, oh, they're showing off the island. This is dope. And then, of course, welcome to SmackDown, blah, 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 blah. I thought I was in an earthquake when Rey Mysterio's music hit. People were going nuts. So the energy on Friday was really good. To be honest, like, it was cool because I brought I brought my girl with me. And, you know, she, she watches wrestling because she loves me. She's not the biggest fan. She'll watch. I'll watch her shows with her. It's what you do when you're in a relationship. But she's been to a few shows. SmackDown was just here a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just here. It was, it was here before WrestleMania. It was the last SmackDown before WrestleMania. And the crowd was pretty good. I, I'm pretty sure it was close to a sellout. And it was cool. It was a great show. That's where Ray finally punched Dom. And that reaction was insane. But even her, she went to me and she's like, this is nuts. Everyone's been standing the whole time. Everyone's been screaming the whole time. I've never been in a concert like this before or any type of anything in an event. Like, so for her to not even be, she's below a casual fan, for her to come to me and tell me like, yo, this is incredible. She was upset. She wasn't able to come with me to Backlash because the tickets were crazy. And one more thing I'll add for Friday, it was so loud and it was so insane. I didn't realize, um, I don't know how big you guys are into boxing, but Miguel Cotto, um, big time boxer, Puerto Rican. I believe he fought Floyd. Um, and he was sitting right in front of us and I didn't notice until after the show, like, cause there was so much craziness that like the celebrities were everywhere. All the, Puerto everybody that's popping from Puerto Rico showed up cause it was the event to be at. And I didn't even notice that they were right in front of me. And his wife too is a model and, and, and is of high stature and is a celebrity. I didn't notice any of them until afterwards when on Instagram, she's like, Whoa, wait a minute. What? We were standing right behind them. So that's how crazy it was that you didn't even know this because it was mayhem. That's so dope. Uh, I wanted to ask you because, you know, we've all been to different events. And, you know, what I would compare most with the Carlito pop at 
backlash is I was at WrestleMania 33 when the Hardys returned. But going into that, going into that show, there was always kind of the murmurs and people trying to be like the ones to predict, oh yeah, the Hardys might show up at WrestleMania. Was there like any clue or anybody kind of talking about maybe possibly seeing Carlito at the show and like just just describe that feeling because I I called that feeling being a you know seeing the Hardys return at WrestleMania 30, 33, a coming to Jesus moment. Like I saw people crying, feeling like they was in the a Baptist church, feeling the Holy Ghost. Like it was ridiculous. How was that being there live to see Carlito at home in Puerto Rico? And was there any like talk that people were thinking that he might show up? I don't believe that people were expecting it. You know, when they had the cut scene after the Bianca EO match. And all the Latinos were in the locker room giving Bad Bunny the Ray Lewis speech. Um, we were like, okay, that's cool. Like, Vega was there. And, but, oh, that's cool. That's cool. But he's old as, are we allowed to swear? He's an older dude. I, I'll keep it PG. He's an older dude. He came out. He was there. That was their moment to show him. If anything, we thought that the LWOs, you know, Santos and everyone would come out, which is what they've been doing. But, um, uh, Jeremy, I plugged my Twitter one. I've done it once. Am I allowed to do it again? Oh, I want you to yell at me. No, no, no. So, I don't yell at anybody. It was Central Pearl. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, sorry for coughing. Um, so, Adrian Radio 93, if you go on my Twitter, um, it's been retweeted quite a quite a bit. I So, my whole game plan going into Backlash, sorry for the long story, was that, like, I was there because I wanted to see the reaction. Like, I wanted to see what people were experiencing and stuff was happening so i i took i had my phone out i was recording the match just because i was instantly just going back and forth when something happened to catch people so carlito hits and then i I, when as soon as he comes out i take my phone and i just go around the arena and the dude behind me was going hype if you can please go watch that video it was amazing, like the emotion. And then when Vega came out later, like this dude had an out-of-body out of body experience, and that's what everyone in that arena had. It was just it was it was amazing. Like basically it boils down to it's pride. People have pride for where they're from, they have pride for their island, and they want to represent and they know that this is something that it had that they haven't been there in 15 years, haven't had a premium event in 20 years. And they wanted to show out and represent. And so to have those people that represented them um, and the few of them that have gotten the chance to represent them on a stage like that, like you could tell it meant so much to them. And it was a moment for them to give him flowers regardless on that big of a stage. Because he Carlito still does stuff on the island. Like, come on, the family's royalty. But to do it in front of the world, like it, it was it was nuts. It was just when Ray came out on SmackDown, it was a surprise, and I like didn't expect it. And I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" When Carlito did it, you you didn't have time, or you couldn't feel surprised because it was just like a sonic boom of like, "Ah, oh my god!" And the way that they did that, like, give it up to a man. I don't. I'm not one of these like AEW or WWE blah 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 blah. Wrestling is wrestling. And when it's at its best, it's amazing. And in that moment, it was at its best. And it's something I'm never going to forget. What would you make of WWE not headlining 
Bad Bunny and Davian Priest? And how how was the energy in the crowd after that match, knowing, oh, we still have like two more matches, which, you know, we still got top stars in these matches, but wait, that we're not closing the show with that? Like what what was the feeling like there for that decision? <laughs> So this this might be, um, I, and I don't know this for a fact because I didn't talk to anyone from WWE to like be like, hey, what was up with that? Um, in my head, if I'm running this back, I believe that that match ended around 9.30, 9.45. Um, in the media section where we were sitting, you know, your, your online figureheads within the wrestling community, the few that were there, we were there. And then there was a ton of press um, from Puerto Rico, from whatever outlets because of Bad Bunny. So my assumption is that they wanted that match to end um, before 10 p.m. for, like, news so that they could get this on TV, that they could start pushing stuff out. Because some of the photographers uh, and and some of the people that weren't there because they were covering the event for wrestling fans or wrestling community or whatever, they they left as soon as the match was done because they took their photos, they had everything, they had the whole two hours um, they had the Zelina moment. So I think that they were trying to do that so that the news outlets and everything could start pushing that out before 10 o'clock hit. I know that seems that seems kind of minor for wrestling fans or like they don't think of it that way. Um, but when it's a megastar and you can get that publicity and hell, if they start the news with it, which Puerto Rico, the local news, the Telemundos, the Univisions, which is the ABCs and the Foxes, in Puerto Rico, like they were pushing this hard. They were like, um, like if the president speaks and the news breaks into the president's speech, whatever the news at noon in Puerto Rico did that when bad bunny came out and then he broadcasted the press conference, like on the local news. So this was a big thing. And for them to get the coverage, they're like, let's put this on. Um, of course it ends the show. It's an amazing moment. Um, but the moment happened. And also, uh, Cody Rhodes is apparently, I know he has a little bit of Cuban in him, but I guess he's a Puerto Rican son, too, because of his dad. They loved Cody, and they loved Brock, too. Um, I know some of the videos have circulated, and I'm going to get to editing and post it later today on my stuff. But Brock got a 10-minute, 5 to 10-minute, like, suplex city. Thank you, Brock. So they love them dudes. Um, I was very surprised at the reaction that Cody got. Um so it still worked out in the end. Um, but I think it was like a, a business, like media decision. So let's make sure that this happens so we can push this out and get the attention of it, especially with uh, the Canelo fight. I didn't even realize. I think there was a UFC pay-per-view too. So yeah. there was a lot going on because it's Cinco de Mayo weekend. And that that's a combat sports weekend. Um, but I think they were trying to get the headlines. They placed it right there in the middle as opposed to ending it, I think. <laughs> But nah, that makes the most sense than anything yeah. I've heard from anybody else about the that that actually it was like, oh, okay, that actually makes a little bit of sense for the decision because I didn't I didn't agree with it. I was like that that whole picture of basically the Puerto Rican pride of Carlito, Bad Bunny, Savio Vega with LWO, and like you said, how Ray was so popular out there as well. I felt like that was the perfect ending of the show, but it makes a lot of sense that they wanted to get that out to the the, the local for publicity because that's it's WWE. They're all about the, the publicity and the easy way to do that. I wanted to ask you in regards to 
uh, one of the other kind of big reactions at the show was EO Sky. Did you kind of expect EO to become this like big baby face? And it wasn't just like the fans <laughs> there kind of cheering for EO. They were also booing Bianca. And that was very, very rare. Like I when when I heard the reaction for EO and I heard Bianca kind of get, uh, you know, a good response during the introductions. I didn't suspect it to turn into basically everything Bianca was doing. They booed her and they were cheering everything EO was doing and they still worked the match like EO was the heel and Bianca was the baby face, but the crowd really just embraced EO Sky. Obviously that match stole the night, right? Um, but I give so much credit to both of them for sticking with the game plan and, you know, for Bianca to not be phased in that situation. Because obviously, you know, some people are like, oh, this is Super Cena again. Um, and that's a whole separate discussion of, like, if, if that's the best thing for her character, blah, 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 blah. But Bianca wasn't phased. You know, she kept it pushing. Um, and it did surprise me because when she came out on Friday, you know, I, I know the WWE pushed that out because she's on Raw now, I believe, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, she's going to make an appearance um, to talk about stuff. Um, but her pop on Friday on, at SmackDown. Excuse me, guys. I'm a mess. The <laughs> pop on Friday on Kevin SmackDown. Kevin slept. You lost, you lost your baggage. The, um, it's understandable. <laughs> yeah, I apologize, guys. And also, it's like laggy, so I don't want to click mute on my mic when I cough. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to get distracted by the environment like Bianca. Let me get to my answer. Um, Sharp, her pop on Friday was one of the bigger ones of the show on Friday. So I was like, oh, Bianca's beloved. I mean, she should be beloved. And I was like, okay, cool. And then on Saturday, I'm like, oh, what is this? This just turned into that uh, ECW pay-per-view, and she's Cena up in the Manhattan Center or wherever they did the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, like, but it was, I was happy that Bianca kept her cool and they kept it and it was a great match and like the crowd went nuts and like, yeah, that was, I keep saying it was special. It was special. Like it just, it was, it was, it was incredible. And it was like, what is this? Are they really going to like, are they going to make a switch right now? But no, they, they did. They, they went out, they did their thing. Obviously um, there was that scary moment where EO kind of fell on their head or fell on her nose. And I was like, oh, she cracked her nose. Oh, she cracked her nose and she got a concussion. Um, and there was that slight two to three seconds, and then Bianca kept it going, and then they finished out the match, all the false finishes. Um, but there wasn't an indication that EO was going to get that pop because Damage Control came out on Friday too. You know, they came out and, like, they got cheers, but it wasn't like nobody was sticking out with EO. I think it was because... They used her entrance music and her entrance slaps the whole production yeah. of it. And yeah. people were like, wait a minute. Um, but it was it was cool. And I know EO tweeted it out afterwards, like, I guess Puerto Rico likes me. So like I don't think she was <laughs> expecting it either. But because of those circumstances and like the reverse raw after WrestleMania type style that the crowd went into, they kept like they told a beautiful story and that crowd just magnified it. And let me just say one thing, because I don't know if you guys are going to team me up with a question about it or whatever. Uh, I'm putting in this now. Uh, Kansas City, uh, Missouri, Lubbock, Texas, uh, other places across the country. Cincinnati, no disrespect to John Moxley. Oh, I shouldn't say Cincinnati. Excuse me. I know who owns this company. Um, places in the country that don't be popping. 
that just go there and just treat it like baseball in the 1940s where we're in suits and we're just watching and just, nah, you're out, bro. I want a Raw in Brazil. I want you guys to go to like all these places that don't, that haven't seen the product that like will take whatever they can get. Because the dopest part about this is obviously that Bad Bunny entrance is going to be iconic in all those moments. But when you talk about EO and the rest of the talent that aren't at that level, it just magnifies everything. And it makes everyone seem important. And it makes everyone seem like a star. And that's what they did. EO was a rock star. She was the coolest girl on that island for those 30 minutes. And that's dope. Because if they did Raw in Kansas City, Missouri, the fans wouldn't give a shit. So you got to stop. We can't. We can't do this. Anytime there's a Raw crowd now, I'm starting the list, and you're out. Lubbock, Texas, Kansas City, Missouri. I'm zoomed in on you two cities. Y'all better step your game up when the WWE comes to town because we don't need to do this. We don't need to have whack crowds. That's what makes wrestling so dope. It's the crowds. It's the experience. And we can't have no crack crowds. You can't sit on your ass at these shows. We want dope experiences. And that's what Puerto Rico provided, in my opinion. I agree. Adrian's out here just shooting on Kansas City, Missouri. Bet your strays. Fuck the Royals. You know what I'm saying? Fuck the Royals. Everybody's bet your strays. Patrick Mahomes, you, you sound weird every time you speak. <laughs> Apparently, oh your brother is creepy. God. Anyway. My God. Uh, AJ, last one. Um, the reaction to Zelina Vega. We knew <laughs> she would get we, she would get a good reaction. Her uh, homecoming for her as well. Great entrance with, with the flag. Just the, the overall reaction. <laughs> um, let me take you back real quick uh, for, for the whole week. Um, so WWE, usually when they do big events, um, you know, they do a lot of community uh, community events, community outreach. Um, so on Friday before the press conference, we were at a school, which I will give WWE credit. They went to the hood um, or one of the hoods of Puerto Rico. My mom was like, they're going there? Are you sure? Can I see that address? Let's double check for me real quick. You sure you want to bring your camera? I'm just saying. No, they went to the hood, which is cool because a lot of places they go to like these nice schools that don't need this help. Um, but they went there. It was the Boys and Girls Club and then the school students. Um, and they kind of before they spent some time and played games with them, um, they they spoke to the crowd of kids. They lined them up like an assembly um, and then they let some of the kids ask questions. And out of the 10 questions that were asked, Eight of them went to Zelina. One went to Damian Priest as the kid yelled at him for beating up Bad Bunny. And then the other kid asked Santos Escobar if wrestling was real. And Santos handled it perfectly. But, <coughs> excuse me, I say all that to say that you could tell that, like, oh, the island's all in on Zelina. Um, and on Friday, the love was there. On on Saturday for the actual event, truth be told, as the match and the entrance was happening, um, I was getting my Bad Bunny merch. They, they kind of selling like crazy, you know what I'm saying? I got a kid to feed, was trying to grab a couple M's and large is available on eBay. 
um, <laughs> uh, right now. If you don't want to wait a month to get it on WWE Shop, I'm just saying. Um, but obviously, the applause at the end of the match, and I love that they didn't let Re- that they didn't let Re- they didn't just do it for the moment. They could have, but they they did it good. She brought out the chancleta. I had everyone that was Puerto Rican in my family. They don't really like wrestling. They were all tuned in. And they thought that was the coolest and most hilarious thing. They thought that was so dope when she brought out the chancleta. Um, and afterwards, like it was super, it was super emotional. Um, you know, Zelina's kind of like me, where family's born born in Puerto Rico. They spent time in Puerto Rico, um, but she herself hasn't had that time in Puerto Rico. I haven't had that time in Puerto Rico. I felt a lot of regret spending all that time there. Like, wow. My whole life, I'd only been there for 24 to 36 hours for funerals or for like Thanksgiving or holiday events with family. I'd never been able to actually spend time there. Um, And I could feel that she like just for those people to still show love and still be so welcoming and to be so thankful. Like I'm getting emotional now just saying it. Um, But it was just it was it was it was tremendous. And let alone like she looked she always looks beautiful, but to have the flag like that, the way that they did, like whoever made made her gear for the night, like that is like one of those images that when you go to WrestleMania access and they have the billboards of the history of the WWE, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the pictures on there. Um, and that was heartfelt. And she had a lot of love at the press conference. So many signs. It was like half bunny, half hers. Um, I know that they brought them into the arena too. Um, the little girls were, she was getting the Bianca treatment. Every Everyone in, in the States, when they see Bianca, especially little girls of any color, like they look at her like, wow. And that's the same thing that Zelina was, was getting. Um, and yeah, it was like a, I still haven't been able to, to watch the replay, but like I know for a fact, just watching it again, that's going to like make me very emotional to see. Um and it was great, and she felt that love, and obviously the things that have happened in her life. Um, it kind of, yeah, man, it was just, it was a beautiful thing. Um, that's like the simplest way I could put it. And that dude on Twitter, that's uh, that 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 tweet that's going viral of that asshole who tweeted that thing. Um, everyone knows he's a piece of shit, and I just wanted to say it on the record. That's like some disgusting things, um, but something that wasn't disgusting was the actual moment itself. Um, and that's just a dope thing, man. When you get, you know, minorities and, and people of color that haven't had the spotlight um, in many things, including, of course, WWE and wrestling in general, um, to get those moments, they're few and far between. Um, and everyone that we've had has been deserving. And Zelina deserved that moment. And it was it was a gorgeous thing. Adrian, thank you for joining us. Uh... First, get some sleep, get some rest, please. Uh, it's been it's been a long week. I'm glad you I'm glad you were there. I'm glad you had a great time. It sounds like you compared it to Game Six of the Finals, one of the greatest finals in, in Cleveland, uh, just the greatest NBA Finals of all time. But that that place in Cleveland, I can only imagine. Let everybody know where they can find you at. No, for sure. And, and once again, thank you guys for following me. Um, Instagram at Heavyweight Radio. Twitter at Adrian Radio 93. And then the biggest one, um, YouTube at Adrian CLE93. As of right now, 
Um, my interview with Damien Priest is up. The crowd reaction to Bad Bunny on Friday and the reaction to all the surprises of the Backlash main event or Bad Bunny match are up. But we got interviews with uh, with Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, uh, Santos Escobar, a few other surprises, and a whole bunch of other stuff with the people from the island that we are going to be putting up today. So on YouTube, at AdrianCLE93, you guys are amazing. Thank you guys for having us in heel. Pleasure to uh, finally get to meet you and get to talk. Yes, man. I just followed you on Twitter, man. Doing great work, man. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate y'all. Take care, Jeremy, as always. Thank you, Adrian. Get, get some sleep. Hope things go well. You get your bag back from, from yeah. her. <laughs> losing a lot lately, SB3. <laughs> you, you know, uh, Adrian's got to push people like uh, like Jokic pushed uh, the owner. <laughs> uh, WWE Raw tonight, the World Heavyweight Title Tournament kicks off, and I think that's like the only thing that's been announced for this show. Uh, SB3, what are you looking forward to? on Raw or NXT tomorrow. I am looking forward to Damian Priest winning his triple threat and going to the, to the semifinals, I guess you could call it, of this tournament in the main event tonight on Raw. I am actually might stay up and watch the whole edition of Monday Night Raw. I unfortunately did that last week and had to watch the, the draft. So uh, um, hopefully it's going to be good stuff tonight. And uh, tomorrow, NXT. Um, I, I I'm just looking forward to uh, Trick Trick Willie getting his matchup uh, against uh, Braun Breaker. I'm a big Trick Williams fan because the man is magic on the mic. So I'm looking forward to those two things. And of course tonight I'm looking forward to <laughs> looking forward to Steve Kerr, Steve Austin, Steve Urkel, Steve Stevenson, Stephen Regal, Lakers in five, Lakers in five, Lakers in five. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever the finals is tonight. I assume it's Seth and Priest. That's my that's my guess. If Triple H is not a coward, it'll be Seth and Cody. But we shall see. Uh, I'm looking forward to that on Raw. SB3, thank you for joining me these past two days. Today, Monday, and then Friday. As Joel Pearl does nothing as, as usual. Uh, you, you know... You just Why you need to make it official that I'm the sixth man of in the weeds. I'm already the sixth man for the spotlight. Six, I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I'll kick everybody off this channel. It'll just be you, not Haley and Kylie. I need them. Um, no, no, of course. Just be, we all just need be them. You and me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this channel's gonna die without tag talk. Um, all, all I'm saying is I'm gonna clip. I'm gonna clip my my clip from uh, in the weeds on Friday where I started the show, and now I'm gonna end the show trying to backdoor. My goal for 2023 <laughs> is go through the fight full backdoor and and finally get paid by jimmy van sean rossap answer your tweets answer your, your dms answer your email and get me a job come on man <laughs> sv3 thank you so much for joining me these past few days for filling in as joel pearl does god knows what uh joel pearl back unfortunately on wednesday i hope joel pearl is doing well um i know he's been been uh, taking care of, of some stuff elsewhere in in canada so hopefully joel pearl's doing well he'll be back on wednesday we also have from uh we'll 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 throw it out there hopefully it goes through um oh sorry i so okay i'll say this since you're here with me sp3 i got a press release 
on the Matt Cardona Mark Long match. So did you did you see the clip that Scott posted? They, they sent me with, they sent me the clip yeah. with Tina yeah. and Rachel and yeah, Rachel. They sent me the clip. Yeah. So I'm gonna 100 have to do an article on that here in a second. But yeah, I just saw this press release pop up from from Mark Long, and I was like, what is it? Oh, okay. Um, uh, thank you, SP3, for for joining me these past couple of days. So Wednesday, Joel Pearl will be back, and if things go well, if things stay on track, we will have Marty Garner on the show. Marty Garner, aka Champagne. You saw him referee the final or uh, the firm deletion match on Friday, and he famously took that Spike Pedigree from Triple H many years ago. So we will talk to him about all those things. Marty Garner will be joining us on Wednesday. I believe we have Vinny Pacifico on Friday. I got to double check, confirm with him. So we're lining people up. We'll continue to talk about the world of professional wrestling this week. Everybody subscribe to Fightful Overbooks. Leave us a five-star review if you're listening on a podcast platform. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching the replay. Thank you, everybody, for the support. We'll be back tomorrow. FMC, myself, and SP3. I hope I'll talk to you about that here in a second. Um, Yes, but we'll be back tomorrow, FMC, at some point. I'm not 100% sure it's going to be 8.30, but we're going to try to knock out uh, FMC. No worries. Otherwise, we'll be back on Wednesday in the weeds, 10 o'clock. Tag Talk coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern. Everyone, go support Haley. Go support Kylie. Go support Tag Talk. Support Five Overbook. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.